Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Reps Podcast. We're so thankful to have you here back again. I'm Charlie, and today we have a very special guest on the podcast to talk about mental health and their experience with playing sports. But before we get started, I just wanted to say thank you for all the support. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, basically everything. And just we want to make sure we're growing the community bigger and allowing other people to hear about this podcast. So to get started today, we have an amazing guest, Julia. Unfortunately, my partner is not here today. So today we have a NBA ex-basketball player as well as an overseas ex-basketball player. His name is Richard Relford, and I'm extremely honored and thankful to have such an amazing athlete come onto the podcast. So now let me introduce Richard. Hello. Thank you, Charlie. It's my um, pleasure. Thank you. So just to start off, can you maybe give us a little bit about your sporting background, where you played, and just a little bit about that? Well, I'm from Riviera Beach, Florida. Uh, I went to college at the University of Michigan. Uh, my family moved here, and we all I decided, you know, it was a great place, and my son decided to come here. Uh, I played professionally for 15 years. I played in the NBA with the San Antonio Spurs. I was drafted by the Indiana Pacers. And I played in Europe for 14 years, four years in Israel, seven years in Greece, two years in Spain, and a year each in Argentina and Turkey. So I've been quite a few places. Yeah, that's actually amazing. Also, I don't know if you're aware, but I also was just playing soccer in Israel professionally. So we do have a little bit of connection there. Very, very good. <laughs> I lived in Richon Lition. Okay, wow, amazing. I lived in Natanya, like right outside Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv, I know, Natanya. Yeah. Breakfast place. Yeah, that's amazing. So you've really had a successful career playing in the NBA and overseas for so many years. Was that your dream all along to go and play professionally, or you weren't really sure, like, when you got out of a college? I know it's different nowadays, but when you were playing, not I'm not calling you, like, oh, no, that long listen, ago, but when you I, were playing. I'm older now, but... <laughs> Uh, I got interested because my brother also played in the NBA. Okay. He was drafted by the Phoenix Suns. And uh, from a small kid, uh, I saw him go to college. He went to St. John's in New York. And uh, once he left St. John's, got drafted and things like that. And uh, I was intrigued. And, and I, all I wanted to do was be like him, if not like him, better than him. Yeah. And he helped me to become that. And, you know, through that, you know, next was high school. where I became a McDonald's All-American. Wow, that's uh, which amazing. Are, which are the top 25 players in the country. Mm -hmm. uh, and from there to the University of Michigan. So uh, the journey to the NBA was was worth every sweat and tears that I gave. Yeah, definitely. You really have to have a really strong mindset and a really competitive personality to get to the level that you were playing at. Um, when you were done playing, was it kind of voluntary or was it involuntary? Like, were you ready to be done or not? Because that's basically what this podcast is about, is helping those transition out of sports and kind of repurpose right. yourself into something else. So did you want to be done or was it not really an option because maybe just your body couldn't hold up anymore or things like that? I was ready to be done. Okay. Um, when I tell you the, the 15 years that I played, I enjoyed every moment, mm -hmm. every country, every adventure. And uh, my body tells me when you don't, as you get older, because I, I retired, I was like 35. Okay. And, uh, but, you know, you get tired of getting up in one morning 
uh, I woke up and they called me for practice. And the first thing that I said was, <sighs> I knew then yeah. that I was ready because yeah. I've always loved the sport. And I also knew that when I had nothing else to prove, that was it. I was, I was done. And I left a lot of money on the table, but it was okay. <laughs> it was worth it. Yeah, definitely. Like from my experience, the opportunity to just continue playing is like the most amazing thing. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to give up your sport, especially when it's like your love and it's something you've been training for your entire life. And then if you we have a lot of athletes that listen that kind of sometimes have to involuntarily quit because of an injury or other things like that. But it's amazing that you're able to play so long and have such a successful career and kind of determine when you wanted to be done playing. Well, you know, when you put the work in, and I tell everybody this, and you know, being a former professional athlete, yeah, that when you put the work in in the summertime, those are the things that people don't see. They see the game. Mm -hmm. They don't see the preparation for the game. And I used to tell people, basketball for me was a 24-7 job. Yeah. I, I train not two, three times a day, five, six times a day. Yeah. And that was my life. That was my work. So uh, it was a great thing. Yeah. And when you are playing professionally or even in college nowadays, you are training almost 40 hours a week and you don't really have time to find any other hobbies or any other things to do because you put so much time and effort into your sport, which is very rewarding most of the time and very like uh, accomplished based because you're starting from nothing, working all these hours, training so much for yourself behind the scenes, and it's just a really rewarding thing. So when you were done playing, did you have any, like, mental health things that went on? Like, were you missing the sport a lot? Were you depressed or anxious about any things? I know this is maybe a difficult topic off also to talk about because it's kind of a newer thing that athletes and just everyone in general have been bringing into light more of. So mm -hmm. I'm not sure, like when you graduated college and then you went and played in the NBA and then overseas, like, and now that you're done, do you think mentally it's taken any tolls on you or anything? Well, not necessarily because I've always had a strong mind, but I have friends. I have a yeah. lot of friends. Yeah that the mental part affected them. I, I tell people this, the transition from being retired to playing is you miss the camaraderie of the guys of your team. Yeah. For me, I didn't miss the running up and down because I got <laughs> tired of that, yeah. you know, but, yeah. but once, you know, but, and now with me, I also, I keep in touch with all my friends. Mm -hmm. And so it's, for me, it's a really good thing. And I enjoy every minute of it. Yeah. And it's, that's great to hear that you didn't really have any struggles because you also mm -hmm. did finish voluntarily because mm -hmm. a lot of times when people finish like because of an injury, which is something I'm going through currently, it could be extremely difficult because I don't really want to give up the sport at this time. Or sometimes when you graduate from college, you like that's like your last opportunity to play. So it's not always right. easy. And a lot of times, like you're saying, you miss like the team aspect and being with other people all the time and kind of having that support. But you did have such a long career. Mm -hmm. So through that, you built kind of a mental toughness and a mindset that was like, okay, eventually, like, I know I am going to be done. And eventually, I'm not going to be playing a sport anymore. So you kind of had that time to prepare. Is that what you would say? Yeah, you do. Uh, 
the thing that you also have, I, I, I my first year being retired, I played golf every day. <laughs> but that was not that was not fulfilling for me. Yeah. And so you you look for things and we started working with children. I have a basketball academy in Florida. Okay. And so we get about 400 kids a summer. Wow. And every kid comes free. Nobody yeah. pays. A lot of That's my NBA amazing. friends chip in. Uh, and I do it with another NBA friend of mine. And so, you know, we, we deal with the so the mental issue with the kids as well. Yeah. Because, you know, when kids come to you, you have no idea why they come. Some are great athletes, mm-hmm. but you don't know what their home lives are like. Yeah. And so, yes, it's it's a big issue nowadays. Yeah, I agree with that. I think a lot of times, like, I'm so thankful that I have a family to come back to through this transition of being done. But I know there's a lot of athletes that go through the transition of finishing and they don't have, like, family support to back them up or, like, teammates to back them up because, I mean, your entire playing time playing, I'm sure you could say you've always had, like, a really good support system, like, yes. through your team and through your family. the facilities and your family. But there's a lot of athletes out there that don't always have the support, and that's kind of what we wanted to talk about in this podcast is how yes. you yourself can um, just help yourself mentally and maybe, like, other things. So you said you went into golf because you just needed to fulfill, like, your competitiveness, you would say? Well, not only your competitiveness – that time slot that you did when, when it was always working out for, for, for basketball and you filled that void. You wanted to fill that void. I never had the, the feeling of, I want to go back and play. Yeah. And I have friends that do. You know, you have guys that yeah. go, well, when I retire, I never had that feeling again. I never wanted to say, oh, I think I can go back out and play. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a son. And a daughter, and my son plays, and that's enough for me, trust me. <laughs> yeah, I bet. That's nice, though, that you're able to, like, watch your kids still play this sport and support them on. That's actually one of the tips we give people if they're listening is the best way to kind of transition out of the sport is maybe, like, support through the community of the sport you've been playing. So, for example, you have your um, camp that you're saying and your kids. So do you think that's almost fulfilled the – identity with basketball that you have being able to support other kids and children yes i i I do i think it filled the void of i love teaching my kids yeah i love teaching the kids the sports that they like because uh i was pretty good in a lot of sports and so giving back to my community and giving back to children uh to me there's nothing like that yes you know I, i i have parents that come up and thank me but i tell them all the time the kids do more for me than you guys think that i do for them Yeah, I definitely agree with that because I've been coaching kids like on the side and since I don't know if I'm going to continue playing or what really is going on right now, it's really fulfilling to be able to like help these new kids get into the sport that you've loved for all these years and watch them grow into these amazing athletes. Um, That's that's the joy of it all. Yeah. Do you think from the mental aspect side, what do you see different things that are done now differently nowadays like with people finishing sports and just like the overall mental aspect that a lot of NBA players talk about and NFL players talk about compared to when you first finished college and sports and stuff well what they talk about now is they get paid a whole lot more money now (laughs) than we pay when I played uh, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird were the highest paid players they made five million dollars a year 
yeah. which at that time was a lot of money. The average salary of these kids now, LeBron James and Steph Curry makes $45 million a year, not full five a year. Yeah. And so I think the mental process of it now is different. Yeah. Because they're dealing with a lot more and there's so much they can get involved in with social media, mm-hmm. uh, all these outside things, whereas for us, it was the sport. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a big difference that there is nowadays compared to back then because even my mom used to do college gymnastics and I talked to her a lot about it like just the differences the social media and like comparing yourself to everyone else nowadays and like now especially these NIL deals and then when you're done playing it's like oh my gosh I don't have this sport anymore and there's just a big like um, gap between how it was and how it is now I believe there's so much going on now kids can get into so much you know being at the ymca and i see the difference in these little kids compared to where the way i grew up uh a lot can be saved because you have more parents that care Mm -hmm. uh jobs have always been an issue in families where i'm from yeah if 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 only one parent was working then it was tough to support a family of four or five kids. I'm the youngest of seven. Okay. And my mom and dad both had jobs. And so, uh, you know, listen, it's not easy. Nowadays, yeah. <laughs> it's different, you know? Yeah. Um, so you said you were, when you finished playing basketball, you knew that it was time for you to be done, just your body was ready, your everything was ready to be done, mm-hmm. running up and down the court and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But when you were done, what was the transition like being done? Like, did you have a job lined up? Did you know what you wanted to do before you retired? Or is it you retired and then I was like, oh, shoot, now I need to figure out what else I'm going to do? Well, when I retired, uh, I didn't want a job. I okay. wanted to play golf. <laughs> <laughs> the job came a few years later because I, I started the Relford Academy, the basketball uh, academy in Florida. And yeah. uh, I didn't, I think that's what filled my, filled it for me. I didn't miss it like I missed my friends. Yeah. And so I think I was a little more mental to it. You know, my, mentally I was prepared. Yeah. And so with family and support, it was terrific, really. It was. Yeah. Having that support is definitely something that has helped a lot of athletes and is helping me get through this process. And if you're listening and you need to find support, you can always reach out to me or there's plenty of other people. Reach out to your old teammates like Richard. Do you ever reach out to your old teammates and just talk about just catching up? Because I'm extremely difficult to be with your teammates every day to not seeing them every day like you're used to. Well, I, me and my friends, we talk every other week. Looks like, and, okay. and two of my best friends. We talk every day. Okay. And these are guys that I played with. and been One I've been knowing since high school. Mm-hmm. And so he's from Omaha, Nebraska. You know, and so, yeah. Uh, it, listen, as you get older, things get a little easier. But when you're young and you still feel like you can do all these things, it could be a mental challenge. It really can. Yeah. I mean, what we talk about on this podcast is the mental challenges because it's like it could be very depressing to just if you don't finish voluntary to be done with your sport, even though you might not realize it, because there is a lot of talk now about 
the mental health when you are playing sports and how it can be very stressful, like with your coaches and teammates. But when you're done, it's also just as hard because you're, as we've been saying, you go having all these resources to not really having anyone reach out to you. So I think it's amazing that you're still able to reach out to your old teammates and just kind of catch up and still have that, like that community surrounded, surrounding you. So we talk a lot about on this podcast also identity issues. So mm-hmm. when you're done playing, do you see like what other identities, I guess, would you go about now besides being just like the NBA player or the overseas mm-hmm. player? Because a lot of times that could hinder athletes repurposing of themselves and finding a new career or new identity because they're stuck on being that. But I guess you've kind of used that identity to form this new um, camp, as you've been saying, in this new program. But do you think that's affected you in any other ways? Uh, I think what it did was it made things easier to transition. Mm -hmm. Because I was done. When (laughs) I was done, I was done. Yeah. Uh, My basketball career and life was very fulfilling. Mm -hmm. But after... 14, 15 years after, you know, that's a lot of wear and tear on your body. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm very thankful and very blessed to have done it so long. Yeah, that is amazing that you're able to have such a long career and mm-hmm. be able to play for such a long time because I know a lot of athletes want to continue playing and they don't always have that opportunity. So on that, do you have any advice that you would give to athletes if they have to finish involuntarily and how you kind of can maybe take these great characteristics you have of being a good athlete into something else? Yes. Yeah, my advice would be this. If you have children, you focus on them. You show them all the things that you've learned. You're not going to be as fast. You know, you're not going <laughs> to jump as high. But all your knowledge is more valuable than all of those skills. Yeah. And to pass it on to a friend, a family friend, or, a, or your children, it's the best thing. And I always, I always tell guys who retire this, find something that you like to do. Mm-hmm. One of my most soothing things is I love fishing. Okay. I love to go fishing. Yeah. When I'm fishing, I have to think about nothing. Yeah. You understand? And so yeah. uh, I tell I tell guys, retired guys, get involved in something mm-hmm. and it'll help you. It really will. It'll help your mental state as well. Because, yeah. you know, being so big as a young person, all those things change as an older person. Me, I didn't need the attention anymore. Believe me. I was okay <laughs> with that. Yeah. Uh, for me, I like flying under the radar now. Yeah. That's that is really good advice because it can be difficult to find other hobbies and other things when you have been playing the sport for so long. Mm-hmm. But it's great to know that down the road that when you do find this hobby it's almost like a good time to like relax, give your brain a little break and even give your body a break from like beating it up for so many years playing this sport continuously. What other advice would you give people that are transitioning and being done like right out the get go. And they're kind of missing like the aspect of being with the team and the aspect of having that competitiveness and that adrenaline. What other advice do you think you would give them? I work out five days a week (laughs) and you don't have to go in there and work out like you did when you were playing. You met me at the gym. 
Yeah, we did and, meet at the and, gym. <laughs> right. And so and so that's how I keep busy. You know what? I I, I tell my friends, everybody that see me say, Man, you you look like you can still play. No, <laughs> I can't. I just look that way, <laughs> trust me. Uh but I think exercising helps because it clears your mind and yeah, you can't do it uh like you did anymore. But I sometimes go upstairs uh at the Y and I just shoot around. Yeah. And and that's enough for me. I'm yeah. good with that. You yeah. Know? So yeah, get involved in some some extra exercise. Yeah, and it is a good a, like you were saying, it's a really good opportunity to be able to work out and not necessarily like um, as intense as you were or for like a necessary like goal or a necessary mark that you have mm-hmm. to hit, you now get to work out and actually enjoy it and not have all this stress about trying to be this fast or jump this high or this strong. Like you get to just enjoy working out and not make it so much as a chore and something you have to do. That's exactly right. Now it's fun. Well, Richard, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I'm so thankful that I was able to run into you into the gym, which is like my favorite place in the world. I'm so thankful that you were able to come on this podcast and hopefully help other athletes and just kind of talk more about the mental health after playing sports and sometimes that the transition can be difficult and sometimes that it can be easy. Charlie, you're more than welcome and I appreciate you. And anytime you need me, you let me know. Thank you so much. Also, what is your podcast called? So anyone listening my, could go listen. My podcast is called All Real and Good. Okay. Uh, it's on YouTube. And my last name is Relfer. So that's the why we call it All Real and Good. And okay. uh, we talk about Michigan basketball. So it's okay. pretty cool. Amazing. So if there's any Michigan fans listening, go listen to his podcast. But once again, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to leave a review. Go listen to Richard's podcast. And I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you. Peace.